Hi, this is Michelle Lassley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together. My guest today is Lizzie Renee. She uses the pronouns she, her, hers. Lizzie is passionate about helping improve people's lives. Her focus is on natural living and reducing exposure to toxins and chemicals found in our environment and processed food, personal care products, and medicines. She was first inspired to keep her family above the wellness line by using plant-based approaches when possible. She believes in modern medicine, but instead of it being her first resort, it is her second or third resort. She first attempts more holistic approach to her family's wellness. So Lizzie is the first person I've brought onto my podcast to talk about another kind of oil. Y'all know, or you should know that I love essential oils. But today, we're going to talk about CBD and hopefully debunk some of the stigma around it. Thank you, Lizzie, so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, great. So what does CBD stand for? CBD stands for cannabidiol. And what's confusing right off the bat is that cannabidiol is one of over 100 different cannabinoids in hemp and and cannabis. So... CBD stands for just one, but really a good product, high quality. You want all of the CBDs, all that is all different kinds, including THC is one of the cannabinoids. Okay. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to go back to that. But first you said that you were inspired to keep your family above a wellness line. What is a wellness line? Well, I feel like the, the, it's the concept of our bodies when we're doing well, we're at our, like our baseline health. And that's where I think, uh, where I feel like that, that line is, is where our normal, every, everything's working well. We don't have any major problems. And by staying above there, we're healthy. When we dip below the wellness line is when we get sick. So what can I do to keep us from getting sick? And the thing that really, I really struggle with is the number of people who I know that have been diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And what is it that they say? Oh, it was environmental. Well, what does that mean? That's the stuff that we're around. That's the things that we're exposing ourselves. That's our environment. It's not Mm -hmm. that I live in the tropics or I live in the Arctic. It's what we're, what we're living around. And I just did, I actually just did a presentation on how to use essential oils and CBD together. So if our conversation goes that direction, that's fine too. I just did a whole presentation on it. And so I went through like some of my research and putting, you know, putting together the presentation and I was reminded of the fact that there's been no legislation since 1938 on any of the, the home healthcare type products. There's over 1,200 different chemicals or components that are in that umbrella of fragrance when you read it on the side of a bottle. Just on fragrance. The the word fragrance can mean up to over 1,200. I'm sorry, excuse me. It's 12,000, 12,500 different chemicals are under the fragrance umbrella. That's a tremendous amount of chemicals. And then the kicker is the European Union has has banned over 1,300 chemicals for personal use. And in the United States, it's just over 30. So our chemical life is something that is um, really important to me. And I have written about that in some ways. There was a really fascinating Australian 30-minute documentary. And I will link to my blog post in the show notes where I referenced that. 
I would love and, to check that out. Yeah. And uh, yes, yes. So that will be available to you and all our listeners. One of the things that I have found over the years is like a woman, for example, can put uh, conservatively 80,000 chemicals on her face and her body with I believe the personal care products, the makeup, the whatever. Uh, so I'm going to share a personal story first, and I want to hear more about yours. So speaking to this chemical life, one of the things that we have chemicals in is food, right? So like food dyes, gummy bears, um, gummy vitamins, that sort of thing. And when my son was five years old, we were noticing that he, this was probably the start of some of his anxiety, but he was having attention challenges in the traditional kindergarten classroom. And we had also noticed it when he was in preschool. So we hired a behaviorist to come in and work with us. And she worked with the school and it was really great. She was able to help speak the teacher's language to help point out where maybe she was focusing on him when other children had been doing that same behavior. So there was some really awesome things that came out of that. And she also said, what kind of dyes are in your kid's diet? And we had been feeding him gummy vitamins. And like, I've been interested in organic for a long time, but my husband isn't always on the same page. So we don't live a completely <laughs> organic lifestyle. And sometimes budgets preclude, you know, living completely organic, right? But we had noticed that for sure, there was a couple spaces where we could remove the red dye. So we did. It was like, first of all, I think it was in his gummy vitamins that were given. So we thought we were doing the right thing by feeding him a vitamin. And it was loaded with this potential thing that was, you know, maybe causing these attention issues. So we stopped the vitamins and we made sure to be really careful and not feed him any dyed foods for a solid 30 days. I think we started that in like September. So then Halloween came around and he uh, got, you know, all his candy and he got a package of nerds. And I tend to lend on the, like, get all the candy consumed. So then you don't have it lingering over days and days and days kind of thing. Right. So the kid can still enjoy it. And then you're not... Yeah. Anyway. Get sick, eat so much that you get sick and then make it disappear. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so he downed this entire container of Nerds candy. It was just a standard little box, mm -hmm. right? The next day he broke out in a rash. Wow. The only difference was the red dye because we dye. still would eat Oreos or brownies and things like that. So there was still sugar and different things in our life, but no red dye until that day. I need to get you a podcast, not a podcast. It was a Ted talk. And I, I need to go look up the woman's name. I don't remember what it was, but it was all about, she is a psychologist, trained psychologist. And her son had the same problem with red dyes and yellow dyes. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't figure out what he ate. And it was like an, an egg bagel or something that had yellow dye in it that they didn't realize. They just, you know, they were at the store and they got lazy on reading things because they had really established a norm of what they bought. And they're like, oh, some egg bagels. I'll just buy those. And they didn't read the ingredients, assuming that it's a bread product. So like, you know, you're that worried about bread products. No. And then it took them a couple of days to figure out what his problem was. And so she is convinced of this problem. And what's really sad again, and it comes back to just where the, the focus is on the companies that we buy from where our dollars are spent. There's just even in the medical community too, there's not enough kids. There's over, you know, I think I want to say it's like 2 million kids or something that have ADHD, but it's not enough of the general population for it to drive a change. Yet those of us, because my my 14 year old has ADHD as well, we really struggle. You know, it's it's a struggle. Yeah, yeah. So you have been interested 
much like me, right? On like removing those things, you you observe these things, and it's all anecdotal because we can't find any big ginormous studies that will conclusively right. over decades determine whatever. So I, w- I want to mention this bit. You you do live in California, and California has a reputation of being, you know, health conscious. So I'm curious, where would you rate yourself? Like before your CBD adventure and after, say on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most health conscious. So two numbers, one before and one after. Okay. I'm going to just add one thing into that. And that's that I started with essential oils before CBD. And I feel like my pivot was with the essential oils. And let's do that as the marker. yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And so you want the California or the American? <laughs> so, number? so you, you, and however you define health and, and 10 being like, you're on it and you're doing the best you can possibly do to maintain health. Like, where do you think you were before you got on essential oils? And then now I'm going to use the word clean because I feel like I've always been relatively high. I don't think my health level has changed. If anything, it's gotten worse just because I'm older and I don't have as much time to exercise. So, but in terms of like the the choices that I'm making about the types of products and everything we use, I would say I didn't pay attention at all into the cleanliness of it. It's like, I've heard the term organic, but I didn't really know whether it was worth the money kind of thing. So I would huh? say I was probably more like a, 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 a three or a four. And now I would say I'm probably... As much as I would like to say I'm a nine or a 10, I'm probably like a seven and a half or an eight. And that's because I'm married to somebody who my husband actually does a lot of the shopping. So Mm -hmm. that's a blessing in disguise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we're very busy. And so the busy factor gets, you know, plays into that. And we, we live outside, not during COVID, but when it's not COVID, (laughs) we are relying on schools that feed our kids and we're relying on, I, we eat out a a decent, I mean, we eat out a lot. I've been cooking more in the last, we're on about what, six weeks now of, of quarantine. Yeah. I've cooked more in the last six weeks than I have the last six years. I'm cooking three meals a day. It's crazy. Yeah. But the, the quality of our food right now is, is really pretty good. So I, it, it is, it, you have to make, and also the evolution in this, I'm sure you, I'm going to guess that you agree with this, but I feel like the evolution, when people, you start talking about essential oils and CBD and making all these wonderful health changes, it's really overwhelming to people at first. And they think, well, I can't just change everything all at once or that's going to cost me so much money. I've always just said, you start with one thing and you add on to it. So if you start first with using the essential oils or the CBD to treat whatever your problem is that you're currently working on, work on that and then let it expand. So my pivot was not overnight. It probably took a couple of years, you know, and then I have to watch because sometimes things sneak back in, old habits die hard. And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh yeah, I shouldn't have bought that. I won't buy that again. And we still eat it or we still... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I really like this shampoo, so I'm just going to use it. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. things do sneak back in. So I'm not aiming for 100% because I think it just takes the fun out of life. Mm-hmm. But if I can control and make positive changes to that 80 plus percent in what I can control, then that's going to reduce my overall, which would have been really bad. If yes. I wasn't yes. But control what you can and, and work from there. If I've reduced our risks of getting sick, of having bigger chronic problems, not having to take um, allergy medication every single day for you know four or five months out of the year. If I can remove all of that with using plant-based stuff that's not hard on my on my liver and it's not hard on our bodies with the the buildup that it can have, then I've won. And Absolutely. I'm hundred percent. 
I yeah. still take an Advil every so often, but a, a lot less because I try other things first. Ex- oh, absolutely. I still get headaches because mm-hmm. I didn't sleep enough or I didn't drink enough water. And, right. you know, you know, yes, absolutely. Try the essential oils first and whatever. And then, and then if that still doesn't work, then you have the backup because it's not mm-hmm. about getting rid of Western medicine. Right. Exactly. And that's why yeah. I say it's my second or third choice instead of my first choice. And I would actually say, since I wrote that bio of myself, it's probably more like the third or fourth choice. Like now I have more things in my arsenal mm-hmm. and I'm more patient with the process and I have, I just don't have as many things pop up anymore. Can we highlight that more patient with the process? What do you mean by that? Well, especially with essential oils, CBD too, they just take a little time to do, I call it trial and error. Yeah. So with essential oils, you have a hundred different oils available to you and you may mm-hmm. not own all of them when you first get started. Mm-hmm. So I always say buy the flexible ones and you know, you can just use jockey around for what it is that it didn't work for this, but it'll work for that. You got to give it a try. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about essential oils is that you get an immediate response. If it's going to work, you know, that night, did I sleep better? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, and then also when you're getting started, both CBD and essential oils, you have to start slow and add up and build up. You don't want to just flood your body with the system, you know, your system with all of the stuff and be mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh, I'm having this weird reaction. What is it? What is it from? I don't know. I tried four new essential oils today. <laughs> so you want to avoid that. Same with CBD. If you just start taking the full dose the you know, I take 66 milligrams a day right now. And you don't want to start there. That could upset your stomach. It's new, it's new to your body. Your body needs to adjust. So, um, so I just say it takes trial and error. You got to figure it out with the essential oils. You have to figure out which one is going to work. And with CBD, it's about how much is going to work. And you have to slowly build up the amount in your body. So you get that magic number. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. I want to take a super quick break. And then I want to know why you landed on CBD oil. I love aligning my days with nature's rhythms, and I made a tool to make it easier. I would like to introduce you to my moon deck. My moon deck is a perpetual calendar, a calendar that never expires. This 86 card deck with booklet will allow you to lay out your day, week, or month and overlay the sun and moon with the elements and with the celebrations from the wheel of the year. This tool, drawn and created by me, Michelle Lassley, will be your fun, whimsical, and practical tool to see how nature and its rhythms can support you. If you want to learn more and get your own deck today, visit www.michellelassley.com slash moondeck. I can't wait to help you align your time with nature in my perpetual calendar, the Moon Deck. Welcome back. So you said that you started with essential oils. And then I I think this happens to people in different ways when they start getting into the natural lifestyle, right? So like for me, it was actually learning to make soap. And what goes into soap? Why do we put all these things in? And when you learn, then you're like, oh, soap really only needs to be three things, lye, water, and uh, fat. (laughs) And so why do we put all these other things in and whatever? And so, uh, so for me, that was like my gateway. Essential oils are an amazing gateway because they smell good, right? And you can do different things with them and it can be just so amazing. And, but you kept going. And so can you just kind of explain that journey? Sure. Um, so I'm in my mid forties. I'm 46 years old with a 14 year old, a four year old and a two year old. And my stuff all started before my 
two, she's almost three now. So when my almost three-year-old was still not walking, she was probably about 15, 16 months. She was also a big baby. She loved to eat and didn't move very much. So she was almost 20 pounds. And I started to experience really bad sciatica. I had never had sciatica before. I don't even, I don't even know what, I think it comes from inflammation, but I wasn't really sure. And before I went to the doctor, I never even made it to the doctor. Yay. (laughs) I went to the physical therapist. I went to the chiropractor and I used every single essential oil in my arsenal. And I have at least a hundred oils. So I tried just everything and I was like, this is miserable. So I picked up the phone and I'm like, all right, I'm calling the doctor because I can't figure out how to make this work. But the last thing I wanted was some kind of pain medication because they can often alter, they have oftentimes have side effects and they can alter your ability to stay focused and do other things. And I have a lot of responsibilities and I've got kids and I've got stuff I have to take care of. So the concept of taking a medication that would slow me down at all was a little unnerving. So I'm open to anything. And I actually met with a friend. We were having lunch talking about one of our businesses and we were just chatting and she asked how I was. And I shared with her my, my sciatica problem. And she's like, have you tried CBD? And I was like, you know what? I haven't. I had been researching it for about six months for my 14 year old. Unfortunately, because I'm in a divorce situation and it's not legal for under 18, I can't just give it to my son. And I tell you, it is probably one of the biggest things that just kills me because I'm watching him struggle and I have a possible solution that I believe in and I can't give it to him because his dad won't let me and I can't put custody at risk, right? So I decided, well, if I'm willing to give this to my 14-year-old, so he was 12 at the time, if I'm willing to give this to my son, I should be willing to take it for myself, right? So um, I did picked up the research where I left off and I found a a 0.0% THC product. And the reason I was interested in that is that I had the stigma around, around CBD products because they are their. Yeah. Like like what are, what are some of the things that you thought of and have heard about CBD? Well, the, the stuff you hear before you're educated is, or you think is, Oh, I'm going to get high from this. If I take this product, I'm going to get stoned. And okay. I'll admit I had my days where I know what that's like. And all I do is eat and I can't think straight. And I like to sleep does not go well for, you know, being a responsible mom doesn't, and and an employee, like that's not going to go, that doesn't add up. So that's what was in my head. Like I didn't want, I was afraid of getting high. So I really liked the idea of a 0.00% THC product. Now in the beginning of my, of my journey on this, I did not understand how important THC is to the success of your CBD. Okay. So it's kind of confusing, right? Mm -hmm. So the it's in my bottle at trace amounts. So it's 0.002. So we're at the hundredths level of THC, but there's just a tiny bit in there. And we have, our body has what's called an endocannabinoid system. Mm -hmm. And so that's just like our respiratory system, our uh, digestive system, you know, like our reproductive system. Well, we actually have an endocannabinoid system. And that system is in charge of making a chemical similar to CBD. It's a, the plant version is slightly different than the, the animal version, right? But it can supplement and use it the same way. So our body's making it and we have receptors all over our body. So I think of this as little Pac-Mans. And little Pac-Man is wants to eat the CBD that goes by in the bloodstream, okay? And Pac-Man is sitting on my brain, on my in my lungs, all over. Every major organ has its own Pac-Man that's in charge of 
chomping on the proper CBD that it needs, that it can take in to keep your body working properly. So we have this endocannabinoid system that is in charge of keeping everything happy. And the THC, so again, when we talked about the quality of product, there's a term you'll hear in the CBD world, which is called full spectrum. And that means they've used the entire plant and it has all 100 plus cannabinoids found in hemp and marijuana. Okay, now hemp has a different makeup than marijuana. They have different different amounts of things. So let's focus on hemp. That's the product most people want. That's what's legal in all 50 states. And so our bodies are taking it up. Well, if Pac-Man is sitting there with the limited amount that our bodies make and it's off kilter because our body isn't making enough and the plant version of the CBD comes by, he's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what that is. That's something new. And he kind of skips over it where the THC will come in and say, hey, dude, wake up, wake up and get ready. Some stuff's coming your way that you're going to want. And it like perks up the little little receptors so that it grabs onto the CBD faster. So what you find is, and the, the clients of mine who are, are marijuana users, they use the product and they notice the, the results immediately because their body's primed with a bunch of THC in it. Now, I'm not recommending that for everybody. You can still get the effect. You just have to wait a couple days to see how it's going to work. So with the product that I use and having very trace amounts of THC in there, it makes people comfortable to get started, but it takes a little longer to figure out how much does my body need for Pac-Man to stop wobbling and to be like, oh, cool, I'm happy, I have what I need, and then I can calm down whatever organ isn't getting what it needs in the body. So you used it then to help support a healthy inflammation response in your back. It was in my leg, but yeah, oh, my tushy, yeah, it was started in, started from my upper cheek all the way down to the back of my knee. Ooh. So it was my whole thigh. Yeah, it was really bad. And oh. it just shot all the way down. I could feel it. Like you, you never knew when it was going to come on. It would just come on all of a sudden. And then the really crazy thing, this was really, well, a couple crazy things. I thought it was crazy just because I wasn't expecting anything other than hopefully to help the sciatica. The first thing I didn't realize was, and I don't know the, you know, I don't have any, any science. This is, it's like my own personal hunches, right? Well, I went through extensive fertility treatments to have my two kids and I had extensive shots right in the part of my rump. Like my husband had to give, give me injections and I had kind of like a knot that was there. Like, and I didn't really realize that this knot was kind of sitting there until after about six weeks on the CBD, the knot went away. So I don't know if it was the chemicals that I put in my body or if it was the, you know, the response of giving yourself an injection that the muscles were just irritated and that could have been it. It took, it took many years before it surfaced as a problem, but the CBD, okay. So back to my, my, uh, my journey on it, I, I get the bottle and I take the half a dose for, you know, my first few days. Uh-huh. And then I, I put it aside. It didn't work. Eight milligrams a day didn't work. And so little, little devil on my shoulder was like, Oh, 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 or maybe it was the, probably the angel. Don't do this. Like, don't take this anymore. You're going to get high. And I put the darn bottle aside and I left it and I ignored it for like two or three more days. And then I was like, okay, the sciatic is terrible. And so the other shoulder, you know, I don't know which one is the devil or the angel here. Right. But the other part of my mind is saying, Liz, you have that bottle. It might be your answer. Just go take it. Like go take 16 milligrams and just do it. And three days after taking the 16 milligrams, the sciatica was gone. It's never come back. I have increased my dose for a variety of different reasons right now. Um, 
the amount that we're sitting at home at COVID. So I'm, I'm home sitting. I'm not walking around at all. I live on a hill. I have two kids and a big dog. I can't just easily take walks. It's been rough. I'm just finding myself, my legs, just that dead feeling. And so it's helping to improve that circulation or something. And so that's why I'm taking so much right now. Um, I won't stay on this dosage forever. It's just right now, I'm just not getting enough exercise and I'm feeling it in my body. So for me, the other crazy thing that happened is my energy levels soared. I thought I was tired because I'm 40, at the time, 43, 44 years old with a baby and a toddler. And of course I'm tired, right? I, I, it's acceptable to be tired in your mid forties with toddlers. So that's what I thought it was. And I start taking the CBD and I want to say about six weeks into me taking it. My husband, we have a business that takes him out of the house at nights, a few nights a week. And normally when he would come home, I would be asleep on the couch. Like I would fall asleep between eight and eight 30. I was tired. I accepted that as my norm. And he started coming home and saw me sitting at the computer. Like he'd come in at 10, 10 30. Uh-huh. At me. He's like, sweetie, what are you doing up? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, I can't believe you're up. And like the third time he comes, he's like, Liz, this is really weird. He goes, you're never up this late. You're doing something different. I'm like, I'm not doing anything different. And he's like, you're doing something different. And we're like, like, he's like, when did you start taking the CBD? And I was, you know, and he goes, I I think it might be the CBD. And so I was like, maybe, like, maybe it is like, cause it was a significant difference. Like it was hours a day different. So my husband who happens to be the energizer bunny decides he wants to try it for energy. So he wants more energy. He wants more energy. He has a 2 PM slump every single day. Like, and he goes for, he's not a coffee drinker. He's a soda drinker. So every day, 7-Eleven run or stops at McDonald's to get a soda. My husband was drinking a case of Costco diet Dr. Peppers a week, plus the stops to the supermarket or to the like 7-Eleven, whatever to just get, wants it cold, likes the fountain. You know, we're talking a lot of chemicals jammed into his body. And I've always been like, if there's just one thing I would change about my husband, it's how much soda he drinks. Cause it's just, and then for a while I'm like, can you just drink the regular stuff? Cause at least it's sugar and not chemicals. Like still it's chemical sugar, but still it just seemed not as bad to me. So he did that for a while. Well, since he's been on the CBD, he's off soda completely. He drinks tea with nothing in it as bitter as can be. Oh my he gosh. Like 20 cups of iced tea a day. Like, you know, like in terms of cups and large. Sure. Sure. Yeah, so he drinks two or three really big iced teas every day. We've gotten completely rid of the chemicals. And, and if, he doesn't have the 2 p.m. slump. Nope. Neither of us do. If if one of us is tired at two or three o'clock in the afternoon, we say it to each other. The other one always says, did you forget your CBD today? And the answer is usually yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you had so many amazing things that happened with this, right? I did. And you were able to like go really full force into this much more natural lifestyle. So that just feels more balanced and all those great things, right? More control. So, you know, yeah, like as you indicated at the time of this recording, we're all in quarantine. And one of the reasons I love having my natural solutions, whatever they are, are, is it helps to even support what our governments are saying what we should do, right? You don't have to go run out to the store because you've got a system in place where you get your natural solutions or you have them. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's more control and more sovereignty over our health. So many things. So you wrote a book. I did. It's called 52 Tips Using CBD for Your Health and Wellness. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Perfect. So tell me more about this book. Well, um, 
last, I guess it was April of 2017, I got certified in CBD. So I went and took a weekend class, came out with a ton of knowledge, understand a ton more of the, of the, the science kind of behind how it works and all that kind of stuff. And as my business started growing, I'm noticing I'm getting asked the same kinds of questions over and over and over again. And as you can see too, I wrote a small book. Mm -hmm. It's not something, there's not even room for a title on the side of it. It's like (laughs) a thin book. And the purpose of it is for people to get through it relatively quickly. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, like it's, it's the goal truly is to help, uh, Anybody who wants to get started that doesn't want to read a book this thick to get comfortable, doesn't want to go like search all over the internet and wants just to get good information that it's all here. It's 52 tips and it's a combination. The first, um, I want to say 30 tips are specific about everything from the difference between marijuana and hemp. Am I going to get high? The concept of drug testing. Uh, If I'm traveling, what should I do if I'm traveling? Um, and then it gets into the, there's a whole chapter on shopping tips. So the full spectrum concept, why it's important to get organic, a whole bunch of shopping tips for the quality of the product. And then the back of it is a bunch of testimonials. And I, I was really particular on the testimonials, wanting to get the, the most compelling stories with people. Um, so I have a friend of mine, actually, it's my mom's best friend. She had, uh, she'd started taking, well, she for years had been telling her doctor, I don't want to take the medication for the cholesterol. I just don't want it. I don't want to take it. I don't want it. And, you know, kind of just kept telling the doctor, no, no, no. And her number got up to 172, which apparently is a little bit elevated. And the doctor's like, sorry, you've been putting this off for years. You need to take it. And she starts taking it and she her, had full body aches. She felt terrible. She looked terrible. She was miserable from it, but oh, it's helping her cholesterol. Right. So she was miserable. And so my mom actually called me and the three of us got on the phone. Cause she's like, is there any, you know, can this work for her? And so I shared with her, like, look, I've never researched heavily the, the cholesterol side of things, but I, I know it has some properties. It might be able to, to do something. And she goes, you know what? I want it. Let me just get the product. And she decided to work straight up to the thousand milligram because she knew she had another blood test in six weeks. And so she kind of wanted to give it a power punch. And instead of only taking the eight milligrams or 16 milligrams a day, she wanted the the 33 milligrams a day. So she slowly worked up to it and stayed on it. She stopped taking the medication on her decision on her own. She said she felt so terrible on it. She got a surge of energy. She's in her seventies and she felt great on it. She shows up to the doctor and she, so this is another stigma story. And the doctor's like, wow, Jolene, these are great results. Your, your cholesterol dropped 32 points. Keep doing what you're doing. And she said nothing to the doctor. Nothing. Mm. I'm like, Jolene, the only way we're going to start to get change in our country with our medical system is by sharing the success. Mm-hmm. I'm still encouraging her. Tell your doctor what you're doing. He thinks she's taking the statin. Oh, <laughs> That's another episode. We'll get into yeah, that later. I know. I know. We could talk about that for hours. But again, but it comes down to the stigma. She was comfortable taking it herself, but she was not comfortable telling her doctor. I mean, we all listen to our doctors. We all kind of like, it's like kind of like praise to the doctors. But I'm hearing more and more about how doctors get like less than a friend of mine who's a psych. psych- psychologist. He's not a psych- He's a psychologist said his understanding is they spend like 30 hours on mental health in 
in terms of instruction in medical school. Same with nutrition. I saw something recently that it was less than 50 hours on nutrition. It's like they get very small Mm -hmm. snippets and they understand how the body, like how the body works and they Mm -hmm. understand a lot of disease and how to diagnose different stuff. But I don't believe our doctors are really training at the, the root level, which is feed our body good stuff to stop things. It's like, oh, just give them, we did learn how to diagnose and then what medications treat that. And it's just sort of, it seems like where our, med- our medical system is going. Now, I am no, I've never been through medical school. I can't, I mean, there's just like hearsay type of stuff, but it kind of makes some sense, especially when the doctors are so hesitant to even talk to you about CBD or bless it. Yeah, there's a lot of things to unpack there with Mm -hmm. the stigma of power and control and the education. I think we can narrow down maybe two things. One, any of those types of jobs, even lawyering, right? Doctors, they call it a practice for a reason. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a very good point. (laughs) And then the point of self-advocating. And, and doing our own research and mm-hmm. asking questions and challenging our doctors like, okay, I get it. And this is the research I've done. Can you take a look at it? And can we have a conversation about my health, please? Yeah. And to add on to that, the big thing that I feel like you need to find is doctors who are open and receptive to natural approaches. So I've been very lucky that my doctors are willing to hear me out and not shame me for using an essential oil on my son. So my son got a little bit of a rash from putting the lemon and I diluted it, but it was a lemon essential oil. He wasn't itchy, scratchy, irritable, but it did show up a little bit red and he's fair skinned with red hair. And so the doctor was like, okay, let's, let's, let's break this down and talk about it like piece by piece. She says, well, it could be the carrier oil or it could be the essential oil. She goes, I'd probably first put some carrier oil on him and see if that, you know, just plain carrier oil and see if it breaks out in another rash. She goes, he's not having a really bad reaction to it. She goes, but you know, the, a a child with his coloring can eat a strawberry and have the strawberry, mm-hmm. you know, turn red around the face. And that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that he's allergic to the strawberries. He just has very sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. So she said it might be an oil you don't want to use. Just play with it a little bit, but he doesn't seem upset by it. And if it helps other things, like if it, it's, you know, like she didn't shame me and it's like, oh my gosh, thank God. I don't have to look for another pediatrician. Right. And my doctor, um, cause we have different doctors. Mm-hmm. My doctor was kind enough to, I said well, two things. I said, can I get a, can I take a, 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 a drug screen? I'm curious to know. I've been taking CBD for over a thousand milligrams or I've been taking, um, the 33 milligrams a day for over a year when I had the drug screen done, I said, I'm curious to know if it's going to come up on a drug test. Yeah. Sure. You know, that's, you know, that's fine. I'll just put in for one. That's cool. So I'm like, cool. Thank you. It came back as zero toxicology. There's a whole nother conversation that can be done on that. If people are being drug tested, I have some ideas of things that they can do to combat it. There's some DNA testing you can do to find out if you have a a gene in your like a liver enzyme that's slow to processing THC because those people would build up for longer and not come out of your system in 30 days. So there are some tricks there too. Um, And then they also, I said, can you um, run my thyroid numbers without can I, because I was having a thyroid problem and I wanted Can to see. Can you um, just share like if your thyroid was over or underactive? I don't remember. Do you remember the name they gave to your thyroid problem? No. Okay. I have I, Graves I disease. Think, I think I'm, I think I'm under. Most I people when I are. Asked about, I think I'm under because when I asked about increasing the dose, he said, oh, I'm afraid I don't want you to become hyper. So I must be hypo. Yeah. I, I should be reluctant with my saying most. It feels like many of the people I encounter have 
underactive thyroid or Mm -hmm. Hashimoto's, which is the autoimmune version of an underactive thyroid. I actually have Graves disease and remission, which is the opposite. It's hyperactive and Graves disease is the autoimmune version of that. So you were having these thyroid issues probably under, and then what? I just, I asked him before we go on the medication, can I increase my dose of CBD and draw the blood afterwards? And he said, sure. Where some doctors are going to be like, no, you need to be on the medication or I'm not going to play with your little CBD game with you. And so I'm very lucky. So I tell people, if you have a doctor, if you want to be more holistic in the way you approach things and your doctor is resistant to it, find another doctor. Like there's so many doctors who are open and willing to there. Now, none of them are going to recommend it because the, the medical boards don't allow you to recommend essential oils in this country. They don't allow you to suggest CBD, even though prior to 1937, when marijuana and hemp together were outlawed, it used to be in our aspirins that the doctors would prescribe. That's a whole nother conversation. Exactly. So um, (laughs) things will change. I think it's going to change with time. I just think that we're still in a space where they have to be careful. And I understand that. So you might get a thumbs up or you might get a, hmm. And those are to me signs that they're not against it. Right. And we could ask our doctors too, like, Mm -hmm. are you open to natural solutions? And if they just give you a hard no, (laughs) thanks so much for that conversation. Yeah, go find another doctor. I mean, there's doctors all over the place and find the one that resonates with you. And this might be something new. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just had a a new, um, I was having like a weird skin rash that was showing up and Mm -hmm. who knows with all the stuff I am using, what it is. And so it turns out sulfur is fixing my problem. I'm taking high doses of like natural sulfur, just like sulfur tablets and it's fixing the problem. She actually told me, and this is where it's like, oh, mind blowing. She's like, the fragrances, it's a fragrance and the fragrances are what's bothering people. I'm thinking the fragrances are the 1200 chemicals that are called fragrances. Essential oils are not a fragrance. They have fragrance because they come from a plant, but they're not fragrance the way. So the doctors, they don't know. They're not trained in this stuff. And they're going to, they're going to use the umbrella method to answering your questions. So for like half a day, I was like, really, I'm going to stop using my essential oils. And I'm like, well, I I should, I mean, you can build up an intolerance to an essential oil. It's possible. I could have developed an allergy to one that I use all the time. And if I don't dilute properly, I can get a sense of it's possible. But I was like, I'm not stopping my essential oils because she thinks that's what it is. I'm going to try the sulfur thing first. And my problem's fixed with taking oh, sulfur every day. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, I would like to invite you back so we can talk about any number of the things that we could have spin off on. <laughs> we could have our own little podcast book of all the topics. And anyway, so, but what are two things that people can do right now to get started successfully with CBD? I, my, I have two tips that I always give. These are my two number one tips. One is make sure you're using quality product and that my book can help you with, my Facebook group on Thriving by Nature Now. Um, join me there. I have all the tips in there to get quality product. And the second is take the patience and the time to figure out the right amount. Mm. And if you get the quality product and the right amount, then it is your endocannabinoid system that's starving for more CBD. It could not work. If, you're, if your CBDs are not low in your body, it's not going to fill that gap. But most of us are deficient in the amount of CBD that's in our bodies. So fascinating. Yes. Where else can people find you? Um, my website is lizzierene.com. 
And so that has all different ways to get a hold of me. Um, my Facebook group, and then my book is on Amazon. So you're welcome to read that. Feel free to email me, message me through Facebook. I'm, I'm, I'm around. I love talking about CBD and I love talking about essential oils, natural approaches. I'm all for helping people get started. Oh, thank you. I am so glad you joined me today. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Balance Shared is produced and edited by me, Michelle Astley. The instrumental music, Grass, by Silent Partner, is from the YouTube Audio Library. If you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you've loved the messages of co-creating a better future and digging into ourselves, maybe you'd like to become a supporter. Email hello at michelleastley.com to get your sponsorship guide. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Michelle Astley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together.